Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, except for no SWX today. So if you want to watch visually, head on over to the ESPN MT app. SWX can be broadcasting the NAIA National Baseball Tournament uh, for the foreseeable future, next couple days. So we'll be back on the tube when we can. Ton to get to today. Fun show for you. There's so much to get in. There's so many different athletes to highlight, so many different sports to highlight. Coming out of spring, uh, the spring championship weekend for high school sports. So we're going to spend basically the rest of the week doing that. State track and field, state tennis, state softball, all occurred throughout the state of Montana over the last weekend. So we got a whole bunch of record setters, outstanding athletes, and everything in between Joining us today, we're going to get things kicked off with Olivia Lewis. She is a star track runner at Corvallis. The Corvallis girls won their eighth Class A state championship over the weekend. And the Olivia Lewis played no small part in it. It also had a ton of drama associated with it, so she'll join us here in just a minute. We also had 12, count them, 12 state records in track and field broken over the weekend. So we'll take you through all of the rewritings of the record books. Really impressive across the board, all four classifications. 430. The Grizz got themselves a new quarterback, and he's traveled quite a path to get to Missoula. Started his career at Louisiana Lafayette, spent some time at Central Arkansas, almost went to the Grizz, then almost went to Southern, and now he's officially with the Grizz. Clifton McDowell will join us in studio at about 4.30. Excited to catch up with him and get to know him a little bit. We're also going to get joined uh, by the end of the first hour by Abby Snipes. She's the head coach of the Kalispell Glacier Wolfpack, the Class AA state champions in softball. Hour number two. NBA Finals with our guy Austin Green. The finals start tomorrow, so we'll get you all set up with main storylines and uh, what Austin thinks of the lay of the land as we enter now the final seven-game series of what has been a uh, long, arduous, but also incredibly entertaining and fun, in a lot of ways, unpredictable NBA playoffs so far. We'll get you all set up for the finals. And then we'll also have our latest senior spotlight subject, Weston Brown. He's a senior at Bozeman High School. He is also now the all-class record holder in the 1,600 meters. At the Class AA meet in Butte, this young man ran 4 minutes, 10 seconds. That breaks the all-class state record by more than 2 seconds. Infeasible, being able to run a mile that fast. Uh, pretty darn impressive. So jam-packed show, ton of guests for you here today. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can always stream the show 
1029ESPN.com. You can always podcast the show by searching Nuanas Now on all your various podcast hosting platforms. And you can always stream the show visually on the ESPN MT app. You want to be a part of the show? Call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line, including the next guest. It's our Bitterroot Breakdown, where we highlight some of the best athletes and teams from the Bitterroot Valley. And the Corvallis Blue Devils, they had quite uh, a thrilling victory times two. They won the state championship in the team race at the Class A state meet in Laurel by a single point on both the girls' and the boys' side, and it came down to a lot of drama at the end. We're joined now by Olivia Lewis, who's a junior there at Corvallis High School and a gold medalist times three at this Class A state championship meet for Corvallis. Olivia, thanks for taking some time. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Very good. First of all, let's start with the ending of the meet because uh, I, I was following. I was not there, but I was following along on the live results and on Twitter and uh, you knew that it was going to come down to the last event, and you know, Whitefish is in the mix, Corvallis is in the mix, but then all of a sudden, there's a delay, and you're sitting around, and uh, you guys are trying to figure out when you're going to run, how you're going to stay warm, all that stuff, so just take people through it. When you're getting yourself prepared for that final mile relay team, which you ran a leg on, how do you do it? How do you get yourself ready? But also, when then you have multiple hours worth of sort of sitting around waiting for the event to happen, how do you keep yourself mentally engaged? Yeah, we were, it was kind of tough because we were all so ready to go and run it and we were just about to get up to go warm up. And that's when our coaches told us that we were going to have to go wait on the bus for a long, for we didn't even know how long. And um, it was tough trying to stay like mentally prepared because we knew it was going to come down to the four by four. And just 20 minutes earlier, our coach told us he was switching our four by four order. So I was supposed to be third runner and he made me last. And so that was kind of I, the whole thinking about the four by four the whole time I was just envisioning myself being third. And when he switched up on it, it was kind of, kind of a little, little scare there. So we were sitting in the bus and our whole team was just asking us like, are you going to win? Like, are you going to win it for us? Like, I, this is like, it's all on the four by four. So it was really, <laughs> it was a lot like having to like tell them like, Oh, we're just going to do our best. And just sitting there it ended up being about three hours. So we were just, we had no clue how long it would have taken. And so our coaches just told us to eat some fruit snacks and they're trying to keep us to calm down. But yeah, it was, it was kind of mentally more difficult than it would have been if we just were able to just go run it when we could have. Well, it comes down to it then. And, and Whitefish has one of the best four by 400 teams, not only uh, this year, but in the history of class a uh, track and field, I think one of only two mile relay teams that's ever gone under four minutes. And so, you know, they're going to run a good time. But you guys also knew that you're going to have to yeah, sort of play the points game. And you mentioned Coach Hull, Spencer Holes, who joined us yesterday, he switched you to running that anchor leg on the 4x400 team. So when you got the mm-hmm. baton, did you know you needed to, to at least try to catch some ground on Whitefish? Or what was going through your mind when you're running that last lap? Yeah, so I knew they were going to be really far ahead because they had their that insane time and they had all those girls still running on that relay. So I just told myself that I didn't care when I got the baton. I didn't care what place we were in. I had to get us in second if we wanted to win. Because if we got third, I believe we would have either tied or lost it. So we needed second. And that, that was the only option. So I did it. My coach actually, yeah, Coach Holes was um, telling me right before I got the baton. He was saying, you don't try to win it. Because then I would have burned myself out trying to catch um, Whitefish from the beginning. And they were already like... I don't know, 100 meters ahead. So I just told myself I don't care when I get the baton. Right when I get it, I'm just going to go 1% at a time, pick them off, and then hopefully stay with the Laurel girl, try to gauge off of what speed she was going, and then just try to take her at the end wherever we were. And so, yeah, that's just that's exactly how it happened. I just, yeah, I didn't care when I got the baton. I just focused on one girl at a time. Olivia Lewis joining us here on Nuanas Now. She is a Star Trek athlete down there at Corvallis High School. The Blue Devils just swept the Class A uh, state track and field meet uh, for both the boys and girls team titles. And it was it came in thrilling fashion with uh, it all coming down to the last mile relay event. But Olivia, just take us through your weekend in general. Gold medals in the 400 meters, gold medal in the 100 meter hurdles, and gold medal in the 300 meter hurdles. Uh, much distinctly different events for sure. 
and uh, a, P, a, a couple PRs for you, both in the 400 and the 100-meter hurdles. So uh, what was going well for you, but also how do you sort of prepare yourself for that big of a workload when you know you are going to compete in so many different events over the two days? Yeah, I knew it was going to be a really big weekend um, having all those events. I think it was seven total races because prelims and finals in the 4 by one and the 100 hurdles. And just P, like the PRs, that I didn't think I would be able to run a 56 in the 400 until my senior year or a 14 in the 100 hurdles. I didn't think I'd be able to do that until my senior year either because all year long I've been running mid-15s. So my goal was just to get low 15s for um, – the state meet and I don't know those races they just felt totally different like I guess we peaked at the perfect time my coaches just trained me like in the right way so I was able to peak at the right time and I don't know seeing those numbers drop was like super surprising and just really exciting and I don't know preparing for that I just it's just focusing on one event at a time like it's it's really easy to think of like the whole slate of events that you have ahead of you and just getting really stressed out about it but I just had to focus on one event at a time. And then by the time of the four, it was for the 400, it was actually the most nerve-wracking race I had. Um, I don't know why. I think I just hadn't mentally prepared for it. And it was, I had the longest amount of time in between events before that one. And so, yeah, you just have to, like, tell yourself, um, this is all I have to worry about right now. This is all that matters. And then just do it. 56.30, the time in the 400 meters. 14.86 seconds the time in the 100-meter hurdles, and then 43.3 seconds the time uh, in the 300-meter hurdles. Four gold medals for uh, Olivia Lewis, a key cog in Corvallis's State A uh, track and field championship over the weekend there uh, in Laurel. Uh, you mentioned your coaches. How'd they help prepare you for this, and, and how much does just the culture there at Corvallis track help driven you for? Because, I mean, there's been a lot of young ladies particularly, boys and girls, but a lot of young ladies that have come out of Corvallis High School that have had great track careers at the college level and even farther than that. So uh, how do you think that's helped you as a runner? How's that influenced you? How's it gotten you to this point? Yeah, I mean, the, we our girls, girls' program has been really good, actually, like you said. And so I don't know, just thinking of all of them, like – I know there's like Sadie Henderson, Paige Squire. They all went to co- run for college, and they also had like huge slates, slates of events for the state meet. Like they did the 100, 200, 400, 800, and all those events. And so just thinking of them and being just thinking like remembering they were able to do it. I can do seven events if they were able to do it. So just remembering that. And then our coaches, I think like I know for me they've helped prepare me because. At most of my meets this year, like during the mid-season, they would sign me up for four events for one track meet. Like top 10, for example, was maybe four hours long, and I had four events in that span of time. And so I was basically just kept my specs on and warming up the whole track meet until the 4 by 4 after it was over. So I think that's how they prepare me for that. And then just helping me like get like more mentally tougher with, having to do a lot of events on tired legs. Well, there, there is a physical part and a, a mental part as well. I mean, which one do you think outweighs the other? I mean, how much can you tap into your mental when you are feeling tired physically? I think, yeah, I think the mental part is more important because like on the second day of state, my coach always says um, it's more mentally harder, but he loves Saturdays because we just have to tell ourselves that you're not tired because your body really isn't because you've trained all season just for that to not be tired on the second day and so um your body isn't tired it's just your mind telling you that you're tired because you you think you should be tired after a whole day of events the day before so i think it's just more mental that when i told myself like when i wanted to get the 300 meter hurdle, hurdle record there's a little voice in my head saying like you your legs are tired you ran a 400 yesterday you're not going to be able to get the record and then i was like no I've been training all year for this, and my body can do it. I just need to tell my mind that I can just let my body just run the race. So it's definitely more mental for sure. Well, great example of mental fortitude. Olivia Lewis from Corvallis High School joined us after winning gold medals times three at the Class A uh, State Track and Field Championships over the weekend, but also helping lead the Corvallis girls to the team title as well. 
Uh, when you finally got the, the final relay scored out and you guys realized that you had won by just one point over a very formidable opponent, we got to mention that Whitefish was great this uh, track meet as well. Uh, what's going through your mind? How, what was that reaction like? What was the celebration like with your teammates? It was so amazing and exciting. Like, I, I cannot describe how awesome this felt. Like, crossing that finish line, knowing, like, Whitefish is an amazing team. And even our boys, like, the Hamilton's an amazing team, too. So we knew we were both going in as the underdogs. And um, I knew it was going to be close, but not that close. Like, I knew it was going to be a fight. But the fact that it was just like a fight for fight, every single point that we got was from girls on our team going like above and beyond expectations of them. Like we had girls that were like ranked 11th that placed and got points for the team. And so just like having the team work so hard towards something and it actually like, like being worth it, like it, like be getting the championship with every single person's point being it, like we could have like won by a bunch of points and like it would be like exciting, yeah, we won state. But the fact that it took every little ounce of each person's performance to like get there was what made it like ten times more exciting. And like at crossing the finish line after that four by four when we realized we won, all of our like all of our girls on our team were just like just stormed the field and they were like they were all crying, like they like hugging. There was so many hugs. It was amazing. It was awesome. And then we watched the boys do it again, like by one point as well, and that just added to it. It was so amazing. Well, that's what makes sports great is all the emotion behind it. And congratulations to you uh, and your teammates. How fun to follow, and uh, what a great display, and a heck of a job down there uh, by the entire Corvallis track program, sweeping the State A mm-hmm. track and field championships. Olivia Lewis here uh, on Nuanas. Now, last thing for you, uh, just a junior, so you still have another year worth of uh, high school stuff to accomplish. So uh, any big plans for the summer, and, and what are some of your goals moving into your senior year? Um. I mean, I'm just going to keep working on track and um, just have fun, just get into my um, senior year, um, have my good, like, last volleyball season and and then just go into track mode, I think. And then um, I think I'm – I have some big goals for my senior year. I haven't really, like, nailed them down yet, but um, I, just, I definitely like to, like, surpass this one for sure. Like, just get some better times, maybe some more records and – yeah, and then just start looking at colleges. Well, very good. Uh, congratulations again, and uh, thanks so much for making some time for us today. Olivia Lewis, Corvallis High School here on Nuanas. Now, thanks for being here, Olivia. Thank you. Man, these kids are just so polished. I can't even believe it. That was just so good. And this is why, you know, I know that there's some people out there that are listening that are like, Coulter, just tell me about football. Why don't we just talk about the NFL and the Grizz and the Cats? Just tell me about football. Track is so sweet, especially when it comes down to that. Like when you're talking about you have to step up and run your best race for your entire team to win the state championship. Like they don't the, – the, the, you, you pray for a game winner in basketball or a game-winning field goal or like the thrill of the end. Every final in track is a chance for that like exuberant accomplishment, for that once-in-a-lifetime moment to happen where you and you alone or you and your team are the state champions. You are the champions of whatever you're running it in, whether it's the heat or the meat or, you know, conference championships, state championships, regional championships, national championships. The fact that it's cut and dry and you win or you don't and that's it and it's all about performing at the top of your powers in the moment that matters the most. I mean, what else is the essence of sports? I just think it's the coolest. I just think it's one of the coolest sports ever created and I just think the fact that you can thrive on an individual basis and then that helps nurture your team thriving. I just think that there's a lot about track and field that a variety of other sports could take from. But more than anything, we talk so much about track and field here on Nuanas now so frequently because of young ladies like that. There's such a high level of athlete right now in Montana participating in track and field. And you know, you could argue that the top the top 
level of athlete that is coming out of Montana right now is in track. So a great track season comes to an end across the state of Montana uh, at the high school ranks. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks to Olivia Lewis of Corvallis High School for joining us for our bitter breakdown. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank's been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Other records from across uh, the state of Montana. And there was 12, count them, 12 of them set over the weekend. Weston Brown, Bozeman High School, he set the all-class 1,600-meter record. Four minutes, 10.68 seconds. That's a full two and a half seconds better than Jake Perrin of Kalispell Flathead's previous record set in 2016. I mean, to put that in perspective, if those two races were run simultaneously, Weston Brown's winning that thing by like eight full strides. I mean, that, that's it's amazing to break a state record in two and a half seconds. And that that's a that's a hallowed state record. I mean, the Perrin boys from up in Flathead are Top-notch. I mean, Jake Perrin was the all-class record holder for seven years in the mile. Ben Perrin, his brother, is now currently about to head to the national championships running at Montana State. So Flathead has unbelievable distance running tradition. The Perrins are a couple of the best distance runners to ever compete at Flathead. So breaking those records, pretty darn impressive. Weston Brown of Bozeman High School will join us here in about, oh, I don't know, about 70 minutes, but a little bit more than an hour. Uh, So looking forward to that. Other state records. From across the state of Montana, Logan Todorovich of Helena High School. She's a junior. She long jumped 19 feet, four and a half inches. She's a junior in high school. I mean, 19, four and a half is placing at the Big Sky Outdoor Championships for sure. And, and it's probably, in some years, it's threatening to win it. I mean, t- 20 feet is basically the barometer for being like a regional championship qualifier at the college level in the long jump. And this young lady, Logan Tenorovich, is doing this as a junior in high school. Unbelievable. Uh, that jump breaks Delaney Bond's record uh, by about an inch. Delaney Bond of Bozeman High has held the all-class record in the long jump for girls since 2019. Bond's been competing at Oregon State the last several years. Um, so, uh, good one by Logan Tenorovich. She also managed to score about 25 other points in uh, this meet to help lead Helena High to their second straight Class AA uh, state championship. Logan Todorovic, by the way, will join us tomorrow during the show about 4.15. Those were the two all-class records, but we also had a whole bunch of classification records fall over the weekend as well, including Elisa Keller of Billings West. She just missed the all-class javelin record of 157 feet, 6 inches. She threw 156 feet, 3 inches, though, and that broke the AA record previously held by Kayana Larson of Kalispell Glacier by a full 12 feet. So really impressive from Elisa Keller of Billings West. She's on her way to BYU to throw the javelin. So that was your third and final AA record. In Class A, Brooke Zatuni of Whitefish Tied, and it's amazing to be able to tie in the 100 meters because it is, comes down to a tenth of a second. But she tied the 100-meter record held by Stacy Rabine of Sydney, 12.24 seconds. Uh, Brooke Zatuni of Whitefish, of course. And uh, that record of uh, Stacy Rabin has stood since 1998. Zatuni, though, only a junior, so she'll be back at it with another chance to break that record next year. So that'll be pretty impressive. As will Olivia Lewis, who just joined us. She set the 300-meter record uh, in the hurdles, broke Paige Squire's record uh, by about four-tenths of the second. Paige Squire, also a Corvallis product, like Olivia Lewis, and Squire had held that record since 2011. So that was certainly a a lofty one as well. So Zatuni and Lewis, each coming back for their senior years, Look out, they're going to be battling it out both on an individual perspective and as a team perspective for Whitefish and Corvallis uh, going into next uh, spring's track season. Class B records that fell, just one. Brianna Erickson of Conrad pole vaulted 11 foot nine. That broke Carter Thede of Red Lodge's record that stood since 2013 by a full six inches she broke it. Uh, so uh, Erickson 
That takes home the state championship there for the Cowboys. In Class C, several records fell. Brooke Reuter of Savage broke the 100-meter record and the 200-meter record. She broke her own records, though, so she continues to get better. 12.35 seconds in the 100 meters, 25.33 seconds in the 200 meters for Brooke Reuter uh, this up, this uh, last meet. So she'll go uh, pretty impressive to have the top four times ever in the 100 and the 200 at Class C. Annie Call of Plentywood broke the pole vault record that has been held by Kari Wilson of Shields Valley since 1998. Annie Call of Plentywood went 11 foot six this year to break uh, Wilson's record uh, of 11 feet. So, uh, Always impressive when you break a record that stood for 25 years. And then finally, uh, a young lady who we've talked about a lot on this show because of her exploits in track and field and in basketball. She was making headlines last year as a sophomore at Billings West. Now this year, she's dominating the Class C ranks at Roberts. It's Taylee Churick. She set three, count them, three Class C records. She set it in the 40, uh, excuse me, in the 400 meters. 56.69 seconds at the time. That beat Courtney Danruther's record of 56.74 that stood since 2007. Chirik also beat Courtney Danruther's record in the 300 hurdles. Chirik's time, 43.06 seconds. That breaks Danruther's record of 43.68 seconds. Those Danruther records have stood since 2007, so 16 years. Danruther, of course, the outstanding runner out of Big Sandy, who they went on to have a... a a national, uh, an all-American career at the University of Montana. And then Churik's third record, the 800 meters. She ran 2 minutes, 12.97 seconds to break Soraya Mon's record. Soraya Mon of Sealy Swan. And uh, Churik got that record by almost a full second as well. So uh, if you're breaking this all down, I think I can tell you that next year, girls track and field in Montana is going to be pretty darn good because Brooks Atuni of Whitefish, Olivia Lewis of Corvallis, Taylor Chirik of Roberts are all going to be back. They're all going to be seniors, as will Logan Todorovic. Todorovic's little sister, Madeline, is also going to be a junior next year. So you have several of the top point scorers, several of the record setters across the classifications setting classification and even, in some cases, all-class records across the uh, world of high school track and field. Pretty darn impressive. More track coming up a little bit later on. Weston Brown will join us here in about an hour, the all-class record holder now in the uh, 1,600 meters. But for now, we take a step outside of track and field to talk some Grizz football. Clifton McDowell, recent commit to the University of Montana football team, a quarterback by way of Central Arkansas. He'll join us in studio next. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great uh, midweek day here. Uh, as we wrap up May, crazy, it's almost June. But thanks for spending some time with us. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for being here. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio. And in studio now, we're joined by one of the newest Grizz, Grizz quarterback Clifton McDowell here in studio. What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for being here. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, First of all, let's just talk about your path here. You're from Houston, right? 
Uh, but you, you've had a couple stops along the way here to get to Montana, so just take us through it. Uh, since high school, where all you been at? Okay, coming out of high school, I was with the Raging Cajuns. Was fortunate enough to win the year, my first year there. A ring, my first year there. We were in a bowl game. That's uh, Louisiana for those keeping track. And then after that, I did two years there. Did a year in junior college at Kilgore Junior College. Got some good film there. Uh, that's in Texas, right? Kilgore yeah. Junior College, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. And then found my way to uh, Central Arkansas, where we just won a conference championship, ASON Conference Championship, my first year there. And now I'm here. Uh, Central Arkansas, a little bit famous for the uh, the turf. Did that sell you at all, or what? What did you think of that turf? Uh, yeah, the turf was wonderful. <laughs> it was it was real nice to be on a, a different turf. Everything I'm used to being green grass and green turf, so the purple and go um, purple and gray was real nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because there's only just a couple schools that have the the different colored turf, right? Boise State, who people around here are very familiar with, used to be in the Big Sky. Eastern Washington, of course, they got the blood red turf, which you'll probably see someday someday in your career. And then uh, Central Arkansas, they got that purple and gray turf there. Uh, in Conway, right? Right. Uh, so, it, you know, it's always interesting when that kind of sort of stuff plays out. So tell us about your path to Montana then. I know we were following you on Twitter, following your recruiting and stuff like that. I know you were uh, exploring around and maybe thought about some other places, but then you settled on Montana. So what you, what'd you like about Missoula? What would you like about the University of Montana? I was just getting off the flight. It was just a culture shock because I'm from the south. We don't really see that many mountains and stuff like that. So it was just real different sight to see and then seeing the facilities and how the coaches and the like, just the program itself is just amazing. So it's one of the biggest selling points here uh, for the University of Montana is just the fan base and the, and the stadium. You didn't get to see that though, since you're making your visits here in the spring. So what have you heard about just the Grizz fans, Grizz Nation? I heard that the atmosphere was one of a kind, like one of one. So I'm just expecting big things. <laughs> is that something that sold you though? I mean, just playing in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, that's that. I like I like the um, the more eyes, the better. I, I always tell people because uh, we, you know, there's always been a bunch of Texas guys that have come and played up in the state of Montana, and I always tell all the Texas guys, the weather here is way different. You're, you're going to know that right away. But the passion for football and how nice people are is very similar to Texas. You know, I think that's why Texas guys fit in here because Texas. I mean, football is kind of a way of life where you're from, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, I mean, when, when did you sort of start get, getting that instilled in you? I mean, when, when you were growing up, when did you first realize you loved football? Uh, I started playing football when I was five, kind of. I played every position leading up to me playing quarterback when starting in middle school, and I just took off with it. It's hard to uh, – in Texas, it's kind of hard to stay away from, right? Yeah, the high school football is real big out there. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, your your high school, Springs High School, right? Right. Uh, in the Houston area. I mean, what's what's a crowd like on a Friday night there? I mean, we had about four, 3,000 kids at our school, and we'll probably have like two, 3,000 coming every Friday. So. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. If people uh, have never been to Texas high school football, I'd, I'd say if you're ever down in Texas, make some time, go to a high school football game down there because – uh, it's like a college atmosphere. I mean, you got thousands and thousands of people at all the, the different games uh, attending it and just really, really loving it. Clifton McDowell joining us in studio here. He's the uh, new recruit for the University of Montana, going to play quarterback uh, here for the Grizzlies. Uh, what do you know about the quarterback situation here at Montana, and how do you think you fit into it? Um, coming to the room, being one of the older guys, so I feel like I'll fit in and make a difference, make the room better, make the guys around me better. What to, so you had a couple stops. So what what what, what your eligibility are you? Oh, I'm a grad transfer, but I have two years eligibility. So you got two years left because it's always kind of confusing, especially with these COVID years that everybody's got, right? <laughs> so you got two years left to compete. Right. Uh, that's pretty good. How what sort of uh, what sort of knowledge do you have of the offense? Have they told you much about what they're uh, yes, trying I, to run? I've been meeting with Coach Pease and uh, for two three hours a day, just getting in, getting in, knowing the terminology. I mean, all the players are the same; it's just different. It, terms for everyone. It's uh, interesting too because um, a lot of opportunity for you guys at quarterback because Coach Pease, oh. who's been around for a long time, he's been in the Montana program on and off forever, ever since he was a quarterback back in the late 80s, early 1990s, and then he was the OC for the Grizz uh, in the mid-1990s when they went to back-to-back -back national championship games and they went and had a whole bunch of prestige all over the place, and then he's been back coaching receivers, but this will actually be his first year at OC. So you got a first-year OC, Lucas Johnson, the starter last year at quarterback, he graduated, so you got some competition there as well. So, I mean, does it seem like it's kind of just a fresh start for everybody? New opportunity for you, new opportunity for Sam Bidlack, new opportunity for Coach Pease. I mean, does, it, does that give you 
Uh, I mean, what do you think of that? Just the fact that everybody's kind of new? Well, yeah, I talked to uh, Lucas as well. I, I yeah. reached out to him just to see how he liked the environment and the coaching staff, and he had nothing but good things to say. So, I mean, I feel like it's a good situation I'm coming into. For for people that uh, haven't watched you, haven't seen your film, haven't looked at your Twitter, what kind of quarterback are you? How would you describe Clifton McDowell? Uh, true dual threat. I can um, do it all with my arm or leg. Well, very good. I think that that'll be a, a key in this offense. It seems like there's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff, a lot of quick game, a lot of running with the quarterback, a lot of explosiveness. So have you got a chance to meet any of the skill guys, any of the receivers or anything like uh, that? Yes, sir. I met with uh, Junior, uh, Aaron Fonts, um, Keelan, uh, Isaiah Childs, RJ, and just a couple of new guys, uh, AJ, a couple of the old linemen. Very good. Well, good. Uh, by the way, news of the day in, in uh, the wide world at Grizz Sports, uh, besides this guy sitting in studio, of course, is that uh, Junior Bergen was named uh, Athlon Sports Preseason All-American as a return specialist. So uh, some early season accolades for the Grizz. Crazy to think because we're just now getting into June, but football is less than 100 days away. So uh, certainly uh, coming up quicker than uh, maybe we think. From a school perspective, do, do you know much about Montana? And what do you think of just that opportunity? Being honest, I mean, coming from where I'm from, I, I didn't really know much about Montana. Sure. Until I visited and it was, it was completely different than what I thought it was. Yeah, well, I always ask guys that that maybe, maybe weren't familiar. What did you think Montana was gonna be like before you came here? Uh, I mean, I seen it was close to Canada. I, thought, I was expecting <laughs> like I don't know cornfields. I, I never really, I didn't. I was shocked. I didn't know. <laughs> and then you come to Missoula. It's like a real city, right? Yeah, it's real. I mean, it's not Houston. It's not. It's not big like Houston. But I mean, there's stuff going on, right? Yeah, it's not as populated, but it's yes, it's, it's a lot going on. Do you have any idea what uh, what you're going to go to school for? What you're going to study for your graduate degree? Uh, I plan on studying uh, sports psychology. Oh, very good. But I'm still determined, trying to determine because I'm not taking any classes right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you get here, when uh, school's already over, you got a couple months to, to figure it out, right? Yeah, right. Um, what has you most excited about this opportunity? Oh, uh, just me being the older guy coming into the room, probably the most experienced, one of the most experienced guys in the room, just coming in and learning all the other places that I've been has been a stepping stool to now. So everywhere I've been, I've been a sponge and learned the game and just getting to where I'm at now is just it's really exciting. One thing that uh, this coaching staff loves is competition, every position, right? And you, know, you got yourself, you got Chris Brown, who's, who's been a guy who started games over the last couple of years here at quarterback, and also got Sam Vidlak, who's coming in as a Boise State transfer, also spent some time at Oregon State. So what do you think of the competition, and, and uh, are you excited to compete? Yes, sir. I mean, going the route that I took, I feel like competition is what made me. For sure, right? I mean, you've had competitions across the board, right? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, what do you think has been the thing that you'll take the most from your previous stops coming in here then? Just being able to show that I'm a fast learner and show that I can do both, run and throw. Well, very good. Clifton McDowell in studio with us, New Grizz quarterback. I want to ask you about some of your off-the-field stuff, too, because I've seen you on Twitter promoting uh, helping out the kids in the community. You've been hosting a clinic, and I know you were throwing with the Hellgate kids, so you got some stuff coming up as well. So I just tell people about that. I mean, what what uh, makes you want to be involved like that, and, and uh, how fun is that for you, working with some of the high school kids? Oh, well, I mean, I've been in college for a long time. I just remember the time whenever I was in high school and there's needed somebody to guide me and teach me. So I just feel like giving back to the community would be a good thing for me and the community because um, the guy from Hellgate who's pretty good freshman quarterback and I have uh, we have other Montana has other uh, camps coming up a little 707 camp uh, June 10th and 17th and the 24th I believe so it's more to come this summer <laughs> well very cool and uh, I love that you're, you're helping give back did you have anybody like that when you were coming up when you were in, in high school or middle school is anybody uh, that, yes, that helped a, you yes, yes sir yes, who, who was your heroes in, in Houston or who helped you I was a trainer uh, called J.P. Tillman it was uh, my guy he's came and I was out there working out in the high school and he came and got me in the sixth grade and I've just been working with him since and then now we're here. Well, very cool. Uh, it'll be fun to watch you compete. It'll be fun to watch how this quarterback competition plays out. It'll be fun with having Grizz football uh, back in town. Uh, if things were to play out in your dream scenario, how would it go next year? I mean, what, what are your ultimate goals here for both yourself and, and for the Grizz next fall? Uh, national championship. I mean, that, that's what it's all about, right? Yes, sir. That, that's one thing I love about covering Bobby Houck is uh, 
he knows as well as anybody that that is the expectation at Montana. So, I mean, do you like that, though? Do you like that that is national championship or bust now that you're with yeah, the Grizz? Yes, sir. Love that. <laughs> well, very cool. Uh, Clifton McDowell in studio with us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Anything else to add before we get you out of here? No, sir. Just glad to be here, ready to work. Well, very good. It, uh, football is right around the corner, even, even if summer's just begun. But the Grizz, they open their season on September 2nd at home against Butler, which is less than 100 days away. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see what the new offense looks like. There's going to be a new quarterback, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But thanks for being here, man. Glad fun to be here, man. Fun to meet you. Yes, sir. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Kalispell Glacier, winners of their first state championship in softball in more than a handful of years and only their second ever. Abby Snipes, the head coach of the Wolfpack, will take us through the run. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. More state championship coverage coming up. It's Nuan is now ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for tuning in here on your Wednesday. Hope you're having a great day and a great start to your week. Our state championship coverage continues because we had state championships come to a head across the state of Montana in a variety of different sports, track and field, softball, tennis, all have now recently claimed state championships. We go now to the Rangers Brother RV, RV full line. Welcome in. A member of the Class AA state champions is the head coach of the Kalispell Glacier Wolf Pack. Abby Snipes joining us now here on Nuana's Now. Coach, thanks for being here. Congratulations on the big weekend. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. First of all, just tell us about sort of your team's mindset coming into this tournament. It seemed like Double A was as wide open as it's ever been. The Glacier Wolfpack were the number one seed out of the West, uh, but certainly took a great effort to get that top seed. And then you got to take on a Big Sky team that's scored double-digit runs pretty much half the time out this year uh, in your first game. So what was your mindset coming into the tournament, and uh, what did you think of the way your, your team navigated it? Because it seemed like it was pretty wide open. Yeah, I think, I mean, certainly in the six years that, I've been a head coach in other years as an assistant. I think this was uh, really the tournament that it could have been. And most anybody there walking home with a state championship. So um, our mindset was, so we, I mean, it ended up that we had in our conference, the number four, number three, and number two team in the state. So we had really been kind of battling it out against each other um, during all of the conference play. Um, we won quite a few games on either walk-offs or in the seventh inning uh, during the course of the season. So our mindset really going into the state tournament was that we we knew we could be successful in those pressure-filled um, situations because we had already done that. Um, and so we were really focusing on having the girls take that confidence um, into the tournament, into those at-bats, knowing that they had put the work in um, so that they could really focus on the task at hand. And then you get to... Uh, you stay, I guess you, I should say you stay on the top part of the bracket by winning your first two, and that always makes these double elimination tournaments a little bit easier. Not saying that it was easy, but it certainly makes the draw a little bit easier. Uh, but then in two straight against Helena High, who had one of their great seasons in school history as well, uh, you take care of business again, including in the clinching win 19-7 to over the Bengals on Saturday. How are you guys able to maintain the focus like you were, and what was the – what was the reaction? What was the celebration like after you guys sewed up that big victory on Saturday? Um, I think the girls just kept having fun the whole tournament. They were really playing uh, for each other, and that was kind of a big focus of ours because um, it's hard to get down on yourself when you're playing for uh, your teammates and just kind of scrapping it out. Uh, I think so Saturday, kind of a whirlwind. You know, we went out there in that first game, um, Faith Howard from Helena High uh, pitched a great game. Uh, so did Ella Farrell for us. Um, they just had... It was really a pitcher's duel. That was the first time that we had been uh, shut out from scoring any runs the whole season. Um, so our girls, I think, were a little bit nervous, but just kind of, again, we went back to that message of being confident, right? We knew that they had to beat us in 14 innings. Uh, we only had to beat them in seven, right, one of the two games. And so um, the girls really came back. They were fighting for each other. They stayed confident at the plate, which ended up paying off in big dividends um, in the 
the latter half of the game and the celebration was just awesome. Um, I think it was really telling that the first place they all kind of ran to uh, was the pitcher's mound, right? Outfield, the final out of the game um, was the ball hit to our senior center fielder, Brooklyn Imperato. She caught it and they all just kind of converged and spent probably a good one to two minutes just with each other and really celebrating uh, that victory. And it was just awesome. Abby Snipes, the head coach of the Kalispell Glacier Wolfpack, the state champions of Class AA on the softball diamond for the first time since 2015, just the second time in Glacier's short school history, joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. You mentioned Ella Farrell, and the uh, the stat line was was pretty ridiculous. I think she threw 191 total pitches just on Saturday alone. So what did you think of just her effort, and uh, how, how key was that to your guys' victories? I mean, Ella was just really on another level this weekend. I mean, she had pitched great the whole season, and then um, she was just really, especially on Thursday and Friday, I think she was a little bit sore by Saturday, um, but still did a great job. She was just on a level of her own. I have a few of her stats here. Um, She had 38 strikeouts um, in 33 innings pitched on the weekend. Um, She Teams only hit 15 hits against her in five total games. Um, And then at the play herself she also really helped herself out and contributed she hit 588 um at the state tournament six rbis one home run um and really i mean she just was just showing what elite softball in montana looks like that was gonna be my next question is just the level that softball has gotten to in montana because i i've been so impressed with it uh it seems like it's improved across all the classifications but but in your estimation i mean how would you just evaluate the level of softball in Montana right now? I think this was a really high year. Um, I think there were a couple of uh, standout pitchers. Certainly, um, Ella Faith Howard from um, Helen High. Also, I mean, she had a great season, especially only as a sophomore. Um, Columbia Falls had a great pitching staff. And then you saw a lot of really good hitters around the state uh, as well. So we have the you know the privilege of living where we do. We don't get to see all the all of the double a teams during the season but we got to actually play um columbia falls earlier on um in a early non-conference game and and it was a nice close matchup and so it's always good to um I, I just think the level in montana is really high right now especially the hitters i think it's always been pretty good and then i think having all of these pretty new high uh college teams that are available um you know carol is only what four or five years old sure. i think at this point um, Miles and Dawson have really, I mean, their programs have just been so successful the last few years. It's really motivating to these girls that they can stay even in the state of Montana and play, and so they really push themselves. Abby Snipes here on Nuanas Now. She's the head coach of the Kalispell Glacier Wolfpack, the Class AA state champions here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. You can also stream on the ESPN MT app. Also worth mentioning, uh, Coach Snipes mentioned Columbia Falls. They also uh, champions of Class A, their first ever uh, state softball championship. A ton of athletic success the, up there at Columbia Falls with their first ever state softball championship. So good job by the Wildcats on that front uh, as well. When, when it comes to building just this program, I mean, what's it taken? Uh, what have you guys done to to build up Glacier Softball to now a state championship level? Well, I think a lot of the credit for that goes all the way back to 2008 with uh, head coach Joel Bemis. Um, and that's actually when I was on the team. And he just did a great job of est- establishing what some of the, the culture was going to look like and the traditions and the work ethic that it would take um, to compete. And then next uh, head coach, Andy Fors, um continued to really push on that level of competitiveness. And he was the head coach when Glacier won in 2015. So I just feel really blessed. I've gotten to just continue um, kind of working on that legacy. And as we, as there's new understandings and new skills and strategies and things, as softball has continued to evolve um, over the last uh, six years, right? We try constantly just try to adapt to that. I think these girls, they, you know, you win softball game, you win a state championship in May, but the work that goes into that started, um, October, November, a lot of these girls play summer ball. So even earlier than that, but, um, I can't tell you how many hours these girls have put in when it was dark outside because either it was before the sun rose or after the sunset, right? A lot of my players have really high GPAs. So they're working really hard in the classroom and still making time to, uh, come in and work on pitching, work on hitting, um, and really pushing each other, coming together as a team to do that. So that's been, I mean, that's a huge part of our success there. 
Well, every team has its own unique personality, its own unique set of accomplishments. But how will you remember this team? I mean, what, what made this team special? Um, I think a couple of things. Uh, number one, they are incredibly kind to each other. Like, they spent so much time building each other up as teammates. And I think that is really kind of what pulled them together and had that success. Um, I think they're very competitive. Obviously, their stats show that. Um, that they can really play a, a really mean game of softball. Um, but I think the third thing is that they had a ton of fun. Like in between innings, when they're getting themselves pumped up for games, they were in dance circles. We had a rain delay at one point, and they're in the dugout. Um, and I think that's just such an important thing to remember is that softball is super competitive. It's really fun when you win, but it's more of that kind of lifelong uh, friendships and skills of learning how to form a team and to bond with other people. That's super important. Well, congratulations. It's always a huge accomplishment. State championships are won by very few. So a great accomplishment by you and your team, Abby Stipes of the Kalispell Glacier Wolfpack, the Class AA state champions in softball uh, here on Nuwana's. Now, Coach, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. There you go. Fun catching up with all the state champions. You can win a whole hell of a lot in your life and not win a championship. And that doesn't make you a loser. But the champions, you have that championship no matter what level of sports it's at forever. And so commemorating those things, we feel it's very important. And we appreciate each and every person that takes time to help us commemorate those things uh, here at Nuanas Now. Speaking of an NBA, uh, speaking of championships, an NBA championship will uh, culminate. An NBA champion will be crowned. Over the next couple weeks, we'll preview the NBA Finals to start our number two, Austin Green, one of our go-to guys for NBA Talk, a Montana Journalism School alum and a guy who's worked as an international scout professionally uh, for the NBA and otherwise. He'll join us next. Our one of the books, our two coming at you, ESPN Roundtable, NBA Finals style. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 